Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you, friend of the pod. I will be with you and bless you. Amy Christie is here to tell us all about the Isaac promise and our family tree. But before we go through our idiotic plans, now that they've filled my wells in with dirt, let's pitch our tents and call upon our favorite co-host, Marin and Amy. Good day, guys. Good day, Amy Christie. Yeah, he Good was day, really Amy stumbling Christy. with my name today. How long do I have to wear this mask? <laughs> Why do I talk like that? I can't even listen to myself. You know what? I just, I spent two days with my husband, just the two of us. And last night I was saying something and I thought, I bet my voice irritates him to no end. Did you ask him? I didn't because I didn't want to hear the answer, but I was Uh, irritated by my own voice in that moment. And I thought, man, he must just. Can you tell when your voice is irritating your spouse? I feel like. surprise you. (laughs) I can tell. No, that's a good one. That's a good voice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can, how many clips does she have? Can you use them well, all in this one? I'm episode? in the middle of like recycling through clips, and so uh-huh. I think I've I think I'm missing some. Oh, so. oh darn it! Some classics, yeah. some classics. I'm an emotional person. Yeah, that yes. was on there. I don't think that's on there right now. Oh, oh, that's sad. Yeah, I think yesterday I was saying I was talking quite a bit. And I think he was really just getting tired of me, like making suggestions for this, that, and the other. <laughs> I don't know if it was the sound of the voice or the words that I was saying. Shut up. That was Dave. And he's told me. I've heard that from him to me before. <laughs> oh, no. From Dave Rod, I'm pretty oh. sure. All right. Guys, how are you? What's new? Living the dream. Amy, did you preach and then immediately go away on like an anniversary trip? I did not immediately go away because it was Father's Day. So I thought he should spend a little a time little. with his four children who all actually did were they want at to spend church. time with him. They did. Annie made breakfast burritos for everybody, oh. and um, that's her specialty, and that meant Jeff didn't have to cook, and since I wasn't getting home until 1230 or 1, that they could all eat that before meant I got there. That Jeff didn't have to cook Well, I mean, he breakfast? wouldn't cook anyway. No, yeah, these are gr- adults in your house. He doesn't need to cook them breakfast. We could have grilled something. Like, he wouldn't oh, want to yeah. go out to eat for Father's oh, Day because he doesn't want to spit. Yeah, after oh, church. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She oh, did it. Right. It was like a brunch. I'm like picturing, brunch. like, Jeff's cooking breakfast oh, every yeah, Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Like, your we adult were- children wake up and Jeff's like, breakfast is ready, yeah. everybody. Never in our life, ever, ever. So, no, we did go away for our anniversary a week late because our anniversary was last week. We just went for a couple of nights downtown, just downtown Indy. It was great. But no, we, we went later. Don't in the act afternoon. like you're a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big shot. So <laughs> I loved that you called me a co-host though. That made me happy. Well, for yeah, a we got to have honorable, not... honor, honorable, 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 honorary, honorary. Co-host. Yeah, okay. Just for today. <laughs> We're struggling. So you're not it's inviting the end of the day. Me. You're not inviting me for the summer. You're just, no, 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 it's no, no, just today. Don't, okay. don't, don't. I was getting excited. Get up, yeah. Okay. What are you doing next week? I don't know. I'm maybe on the pod. Right? Because hey, yeah. if I'm bringing the message, it's yeah, just yeah. the two Amy, of us. Yeah, you got to do, you got to okay. watch the sermon though. You got to come I, to church on weeks I, you're not I, preaching. I am always at church. I never miss. Uh, I don't think you were here this weekend. So Settle down. Some of the kids were sick. Hey, having kids, <laughs> one of the benefits of having kids is, is that- Is not being able to go to church. Benefits? <laughs> no, we watched online is uh, you can just- Opt out of things. Because you can just say, oh. Uh, kids are sick. Can't go. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to watch online. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm here are every we, week. Are, are you guys implying that the people who watch online are lesser than? No, not at all. Not as long as their kids are <laughs> sick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Maren, what's new with you? You oh. are a uh, 
Recovering kids camp. Yes. Worship leader. I am still very much in recovery <laughs> from kids camp. Well, first, yes. she's the mom of a graduate. That's true. She had a party. Sure for- did. Amy, we've already talked about that. Oh, we I'm did so not sorry. talk about the party okay. last week. Oh, I don't we think we did. Oh, I don't think wow. we did. Hmm. So it went, it went. I am not infallible. <laughs> it went graduation into graduation party, which was Saturday night. Well, first of all, we had a welcome party for Tim Hayward, our new associate pastor of worship. His welcome party was Friday night. Jaden's graduation party was Saturday night. And then Sunday really began like the deep dive into kids camp. We had a dress rehearsal that Sunday. And then every day this week, I got to lead worship for some 400 kids, which was super fun, but super exhausting. This had to have been the most physically exhausting week of my entire year. I am not a nap person. I don't like naps. Why are you looking at me? I don't like the way I feel after naps. I don't like naps, but I came home and I think I napped every day and never intentionally. No, you just fell asleep. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to preach this week and I'd crack open the commentary and I'd get a couple of paragraphs in and I was out. Yep. You mean the commentary wasn't riveting (laughs) to keep you awake? (laughs) Tired with a T. Tired. Yeah. I was very. I think Grace Kids Camp Week, especially when you're doing the large group drama, music, whatever, the energy that you're exuding for those few hours is so intense Mm -hmm. and so full that you're just wiped. I am sure you were dead tired. I was tired and I was not doing any of the onstage stuff and I felt tired. So I can't even imagine. Yeah. But it was. Super fun. I had a say. great it job. Was, it was a Do blast. you enjoy, like, it's obviously not your first rodeo, rodeo. <laughs> with the kids' camp stuff, like yes. leading worship. Done things Everybody like this I've before. seen is like, Marin, you are so good at this. Do you enjoy it or you, is it just like you're grinding through it? It's both. Yeah. It's absolutely both. I totally enjoy it. But the songs in particular this year were like super jumpy. Yes. <laughs> jumpy and spinny, right? And yeah. like, I can't go on like spinning rides at the fairgrounds or carnivals or anything like that. Like Gird I, your I get dizzy. Yep. And so there were times as fun as it is that I'm really intentionally trying to breathe and not pass out. Breathe. Don't pass out. One of my favorite kids. songs from last week was, uh, I don't even know it's Jesus is King or something mm-hmm. where you guys are like, from Rat- Japan to yeah. Milan yeah. to yeah. Isn't that the one where it's so jumped and then world? spun? You guys are you guys are saying that as yes. you're jumping or spinning around. You're like, <gasps> <laughs> was that the one Jesus that the interlude the was the jump, jump, jump? And no, then that spin, was the spin, theme spin. song, and we did that song every single day. Yeah. Yeah. That every one day. I did with you a few times in the audience, oh, and I was so, so dizzy. Yeah, just a few spins. I was like, oh wow, honestly, I yes. would have been, I would have been all over the place. Yeah, so it's as fun as it is, and it is so so fun. Like by the end of the week, the kids have learned yeah. all the songs, so the kids are singing louder. I had a kid standing on one of the steps up to the stage, just like two feet away from me, just singing at the top of their lungs. Like yeah. that's the most rewarding thing yeah. in the world. It's like, more than you can say for weekend services. <laughs> <laughs> that's if one of y'all true. would just come stand yeah, right, up, right, up, right up next to her, just sing as loud as you can. Yeah. It's, it's so fun and so rewarding, but it is definitely uh, very physically demanding. Yeah. Yes. In is. the midst of it all, my uh, youngest child got her driver's license oh. this week. Wow. Desi. What are Just we- big changes in our family. Big, big So what changes. is it? What, what, what does this change now? It changes how independent she feels she can yeah. be. Yeah. All right. So, it, so in her mind. In her mind. But what for you 
does this change? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, does she run errands for you? No. What? Nope. <laughs> does she have her own car? Is she getting her own car? So she, we do have a vehicle for her. It is, um, <laughs> it's in the shop. Oh, already. It's being repaired. Already. It's basically a, it's a glorified go-kart, essentially. Skin rashes happen. Why? No. Road, road rash. Oh, ro- oh okay. well, I never would have made Come that on. connection. No, that was a really far oh. reach. You were reaching. Yeah. Guys. Um, She's going to be able soon enough to drive herself to and from work, which work is like one street away from our subdivision. So she, she won't have to go that far. I think the biggest drive for her getting her license is not having to take the bus to school during her senior year. So her brother, her brother drove her. That's a big game changer. Her brother drove her to school last year. Um, Now that he's graduated, who's going to drive her to school? So she wants to drive herself. Yeah, I get that. Totally. Yeah. So. When the car gets out of the shop, we might have more to deal with. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was huge. That I can't believe it. Both my kids are driving. Yep. What What is this life? Well, what is this life? Can we talk about the other big change Would going you please? on going on in your Would family you right now? Are we talking? We about have a new coworker, our, new em- our employee. We, we have a new have colleague. A hot new colleague. Hot new colleague. Wow. Settle down. This co-worker. is a family friendly show. I'm not allowed to speak about that. We. Uh, we have a new colleague at Grace Church staff, yes. and uh, he's the new director of, of the, the mobile, mobile pantry, pantry by the care center, Grace Care Center. And Jed name- Gaffron, everyone. His name is Jed Gaffron. I'm sorry. Jedediah Gaffron. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. So the biggest question, congrats to Jed. He's yes. his first day of staff today. Yes. Yep. So- I don't know. Maybe we will finally get Jed on the pod. We should. Um, yes, to talk about the mobile the mobile pantry. My biggest confusion <laughs> happened today when everybody's starting to call, everybody's referring to him as Jedediah. Yes. Like, I got to go take Jedediah's staff picture. Yeah. And I got to like, <laughs> maybe we should talk, maybe we should bring Jedediah in here. I'm like, what? Is he all business? Like, is this his business name? I went down to that end of the building because, you know, he's working with the care center. So really we're not going to cross paths a ton during our work week. Um, But I went down there just to ask him how his first day was going and whatever. And he's like, everyone keeps calling me Jedediah. (laughs) So he got an email from HR saying like, what do you want your name on the website to be? How do you want your name and your email to appear? Uh Oh, I think I told someone Jed, Jed G. He is it said, Jedediah he said, G? He said Jedediah for like the email. That's a lot to write for an email. How is this going to happen? That's a lot it's of letters. It's an automatic signature. Oh, you know? I mean, but for like, the email address that you have to oh, type Jed. in. But isn't he, would he be Jedediah G at? I th- said Jed G. I oh. just told somebody Jed G. <laughs> yeah, so Friends I'm, of the pot are like riveted right now. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, for some reason, people have been walking around calling him by his <laughs> full name, yeah. his proper name. Well, somebody said today he prefers Jedediah. Who said that? I, I might have said that. There was, I, I said this to you, Tyler. I said that there was a time in his life. We've been married for 20 years now. There was a season <laughs> where the artist formerly known as oh, Jed yeah. Yeah. did try to get people to call him Jedediah. But like, come on. Jed You're not Jedediah. thinking as well That's as you used to. four entire syllables. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, so, Jedediah. Jedediah. Yeah. Anyway, he's our new coworker. All right. Great. We'll bring him in sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. Oh, it good. It is Jedediah. 
Is that his email? That is his email. <laughs> I just looked it up. That is a lot of letters. Oh man. So I can't wait to go home and talk to him about his Work. first day. Yeah. But you know, when he accepted this position, mm-hmm. I called my grandma right mm-hmm. away. My grandma lives in Florida. She and my grandfather worked together. I think they, they owned like an auto body shop, but they worked together for like 38 years. Oh yeah. And I was like, grandma, what advice do you have? Cause Jed and I met each other working together. We worked yeah. at a homeless shelter together and then we worked together for like the first, maybe two years of our marriage, but we have not worked in the same place yeah. for like almost 20 years. Mm. And so I called her and the first thing she said was you need to have, um, what did she say? Boundaries. Boundaries. She said boundaries, but it wasn't in that way. She said, um, like defined spaces mm. is how she said it, which mm. I thought was really interesting. Boundaries is like something yeah. we all say. Okay. But for <laughs> her to say defined spaces, yeah. like we talk about work here, but yeah. not here. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know? So where um, are your spaces? Do you guys talk about this? We're still defining them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just really appreciated her advice for you know, nearly yeah. 40 years of yeah. working side by side, being at work together all day and then all coming right. home and being together all day. Yeah. She just had some really, really sage advice. Good. All right. That well, is good. Guys, my house is now the party house. Oh. We wow. are partying big time. We had a repaved driveway. So now that we can do things like chalk, party. chalk on the driveway, mm-hmm. roller skate. We could, we put a net across the driveway, like down by the street. So, I don't know. Kids don't run in the street or something. Or like the basketball you're shooting doesn't roll into the street. Yeah. And then we got a basketball goal. So that's happening. Party. And then we got a major trampoline in the back. That is, but I heard you're not allowed to go on it. Yeah. My two-year-old, I jumped on it for about 30 seconds and my two-year-old was like, dad, dad, off. Yeah. Kick me off. Yeah. I'm not Your allowed to do it. two-year-old made my whole week every day. <laughs> you make his <laughs> week. <laughs> He loves you. Every time he would see me, it'd be in like a whisper. Yeah. And he would sneak up on me. I never saw him coming, but I would just hear TT. Yeah, he calls you TT. 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 <laughs> yeah. He uh he was a rebel child last uh, week. At yeah, Grace, he was not Grace loving camp. camp. He did no. not go to his room. He did not want to go to his room because he knew the party was out. Yeah, he out knows. in the other rooms. Was this Milo's first kids camp, like being a camp participant? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He loved it. Good. They did would he? come yeah, he loved it. They came home and dressed I up as knights tell. and dragons, and they fought each other oh, in the that, yard. Yes, I saw the show. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Milo loved it. He's like me, though. Like He's not going <laughs> to let you know that he loves it, but he's going to go home and- <laughs> That's accurate. You know. Milo refused to dance. Yeah. He's like the one kid that would not dance. Yeah. Maren called him out from the stage. Good. <laughs> as she should. Everybody's like, Jesus is the king. Come on, Milo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, guys, awesome. we are in uh, week three of our sermon series, Family Tree, and Amy's here because you gave the sermon. I sure did. And you asked for this to be a short podcast. <laughs> you don't <laughs> so, have to tell everybody. By request. <laughs> so uh, can you so give us the really lightning round into- rundown of uh, your sermon this past weekend oh. focused on the story of Isaac? Yeah, it was a lot of information. Um, yeah. yeah, he's... I, I don't what was the big idea? Start. The big idea was build your altar right where you are. And that's something that I think Isaac came to find out through the course of his experiences with God and the way God continued to meet him that um, 
no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what's swirling around you, the best place for you to be is to be in the presence of God, no matter mm-hmm. what is happening. And so he, in the the final chapters of, or final verses of chapter 26, he reverses the order of the way he does things. And instead of looking for the provision of the water um, that he, he'd been digging wells to find water, yeah. and that's kind of what had driven him to yeah. move from spot to spot. Um, instead of doing that, he worshiped first. He mm-hmm. built the altar and worshiped and was in the presence of God. And then, and then he pitched his tent and got to work digging for, to, for the wells. So the whole big idea was um, no matter where you are in life, the best place for you to be is to be in the presence of God. So right where you are, Mm. build that altar, worship him, abide in him. Yeah. And then the rest of it, then you will experience his promise of I am here and I will bless you. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we can sense his presence or see the blessings outside of being in his presence. Yeah. So. So yeah, that I, I have a question about that that I'll ask in a, in a minute, but okay. um, let's kind of go through the, the, the story. So God makes personal promises to Isaac, which I didn't realize this is the only story like focused on him. Yep. So, I mean, he's in there, but yeah, this he, is but the this only is like one that's like story. his story. Yeah. Yes. So God makes personal promises to Isaac on behalf of, the promises he made to Abraham, Isaac's dad. Right. The blessing of Isaac had been there from the beginning, you said, from like when Abraham was about Mm -hmm. to sacrifice him, right? Mm -hmm. But Isaac screws, or almost like tries to screw things up by lying to Abimelech, Abimelech, which apparently different Abimelech. Yes. Apparently Abimelech was a very common name and sometimes a name that was passed down from generation Mm -hmm. to generation. So it is not, I mean- Out of all the Bible names- kids get these days. They don't Abimelech. Get Ab- Abimelech's not, not on real the popular. List. Not on no. the list. Neither is Esau. I don't hear a lot of that either. Um, uh, red so, and Harry. Red know? and Harry. Oh, That's yeah. what Esau means. Who wants to name Ooh, their yeah. kid Red I and know, Harry? I know. Um, so he lies to Abimelech. Same, the same, same deal yeah. that we talked about a couple weeks ago when Tim preached right. that uh, Abraham did where yeah. he lied about his wife yeah. being a sister. Yeah. Um, so Isaac's wife's name's Rebecca and uh, like, there's probably less details there, but it like, he didn't have to do that. No, basically. No, he, he didn't. There was no threat to him. There was no threat to her. It was, it, again, it was a lack of trust. Uh, it, it had to have been yeah. a lack of trust because, because God had already promised, like, yeah. I'm here, I'll bless you. I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the stars. I'm going to, and then right away he turns around and lies to everyone around him, the place that God told him to go. So he tells him to go there and he's like, I'll protect you. I'll be with you. I'll do all this stuff. And then he's like, I'm not so sure that I think he will. So she's my sister. So, and with Abraham, it was different because there actually was a threat to Sarah. Like they had taken her. And in this instance, they had not done anything to Rebecca. They'd never shown any kind of, ill will toward either one of them. So it was just, it was was so unnecessary. Yeah. So in neither story, does God ever say, Hey, like there's no part where it's like, and God said, you shouldn't lie. You know, God never like comes down on these guys for this, this problem of lying or sin or whatever. Like he's not, there's no, there's no repercussions for them doing this from, no. from God's perspective. But that, that stood out to me. Like, as a matter of fact, he I feel actually like I does have seen the something. opposite of that. 
because Abimelech yeah. protects both of them at the yeah. end of that. Instead of like being really mad and saying, go away, you shouldn't be here or punishing him in some way. Abimelech says, nobody ever touched this man or this woman. Like yeah. he protects but, but them. God told Abimelech that. Right. Right. Like, right. Hey, yeah. you've been deceived. Don't touch this right. one. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then later on the part of the chapter that I didn't delve into the very last verses, Abimelech comes back and there's some more stuff between him and Isaac. And he actually works out a compromise and stuff with Isaac because he knows again from God that mm-hmm. he is favored by God and that he should be very careful with the way he handles him because Bless he is this guy and right. you will be blessed. Right. Curse this guy and, and you will be cursed. Right. So he, he understands, he sees yeah. who Isaac is and what favor is upon him. Yeah. It, it, it was just surprising to me that in neither story, is there ever like a follow-up from God being like, I told you I would do this for you. And then you went and lied. So mm. what gives or something, you know, I don't know. But so Isaac goes from this incredibly high spiritual experience where he's hearing the voice of God, tell him these promises and say, go to this place or don't go to Egypt. And then he goes and blatantly lies to people about his wife. Um, and I was like, man, that's like the, the, the perfect picture of like a mountaintop experience, mm-hmm, spiritual mm-hmm. experience. And then you get home from the retreat or something and then you're like right back in basement dwelling of sin or whatever. Have you guys ever. <laughs> Have you ever dwelled in the basement of sin? <laughs> well, I mean like the, the, the phenomenon of being like, man, my life has changed. I am, I am this mountaintop. And then it almost seems like right away. It's like, well, maybe not. Hmm. And did that cause you to lose hope? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, Thank you. I, I think I've always, because I've known that that is a tendency, especially in my youth, you know, I saw it a lot going to different youth conferences and that kind of mountaintop Mm -hmm. thing. I was always really wary of that, Mm -hmm. you know, like not wanting the experiences I had on those quote unquote mountaintops to be superficial. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just part of the, the way I'm wired or whatever, but like, like it would, it would be hard for me to have an all the way mountaintop experience yeah. because I want to see what the next couple of weeks hold, what the next couple yeah. of months hold to know, like, was that genuine or was that yeah. just like emotionalism or whatever? Mm-hmm. And part of it could have been the denomination I grew up into. Like mm-hmm. I never wanted to be emotionally manipulated into oh. thinking I had a mountaintop experience. Yeah. I wanted time to tell whether or not that was an actual mountaintop experience, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I wish I could say the same. Yeah. I know that I was kind (laughs) of different in that, but that's, that's kind of how I always feel like I was always like caught in a moment of like, and friends are friends for it, you know, with arms around everybody and you're at this experience. Yeah. Oh gosh. (laughs) And then smash cut to like two days after that, I'm sneaking out of the house and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, getting in trouble. Yeah. 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 And I, I saw a lot of people do just that, Yeah, you know, which is, I think why I was, I, yeah, I don't know. That was rough for me to see that a lot. And, and I did see it a lot. Um, not just with kids though, but with adults too, Mm -hmm. you know, I would see adults behave a certain way on Sunday morning between the hours of like (laughs) nine and 10 30. 
uh-huh. and then see them go out to lunch and behave in a completely oh, different way. Lunch crowd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're not even talking like, you know, Spring Hill retreat, yeah. <laughs> mountaintop. We're talking, yeah. who are you, you know, when you're in church mode and yeah. who are you when you're in lunch mode? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So li- Isaac lies about his wife, Abil- Abimelech kind of figures this out. And yeah. Well, he's I mean, like, Isaac's like very public and his like love for his <laughs> yeah, wife. PDA. Yeah. PDA. PDA with his wife. PDA. I love um, that. I know. Caressing. Well, yeah. if I went deeper into what the commentary say about <laughs> so it, no. it, it would for... not have been appropriate for, <laughs> for the, any of the children in the room, which it was Grace, the end of Grace Kids Camp. I didn't know if there were more than usual. God so. is watching. He is watching. <laughs> and there was a lot of caressing going on. Oh no. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, which I just think so stupid on his part. Like. Isaac. Yeah, like get yeah. a room. To be like, she's my yeah. sister. Yeah. And, and then yeah. be like. Right there in front of everyone. It's like, <laughs> yeah. go to the tent. What are you doing? You like, did say that he was dumb. The and then you told the kids they Not can't say, say that yeah. word. I know. And you said he, was, I know. he had an idiotic plan. Well, idiotic plan is not. I didn't call someone an idiot. That's different. There's kids a difference. Kids don't say that word, but he was dumb. There's Run, diff- you idiot. There's, oh, see there. Dave said idiot. So I can get away with saying idiotic plan and dumb. Uh, so why do you think he protected Isaac, because he found out that he's been lied to. Why do you think, I mean, and he was what? Philistine? Philistine? <clears throat> Philistinian? <laughs> he's a Philistine. You can just he's say it like that. Uh, and he's like, all right, yeah, it's good. We'll protect you. Why do you, why do you think he wasn't like off with your head? You lied to me. Well, I think exactly what we just talked about. I think he saw the favor. It was not explicitly said to him in that moment by God, but I think he he understood that something from God about yeah. Isaac and that he needed to protect him, that he was there for a reason. God yeah. had brought him there for a reason. And um, I mean, it just basically says, um, sorry, I can't put my glasses on. <laughs> They're like oh, no. from my, um, this is great pod right now. I, oh, stop. This is really good. It just says, how could you do this to us? One of one of my people yeah. might have easily taken your wife and then we would have been really guilty, which would have been terrible for them. I mean, it's not like, like I said, guilt is translated to retribution. Like it yeah. would have been, you would have, something would have happened to you for doing that. And then it just says, he issued a proclamation saying anyone who touches yeah. this man or his wife will be put to death. So he must, Abimelech must have sensed Seen something. something different. Or maybe he was rich. Maybe Isaac was like a rich guy and he was like, well. I don't think he was yet. I think he becomes rich. Oh, I thought Abraham was super rich. Well, I mean, he must have had something, but but it says he be- gets more and more prosperous yeah. as time goes on. And yeah, because he starts, uh, he, he's, he's reaping harvests yes, hundreds fold. Way bigger than anybody around him. Like, yeah. Which again, I think they're probably all like, what the? Yeah. He's a jerk. Like yeah. he just did this and now he's making- yeah you know, his crops what are plentiful. A jerk. Yeah. See, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't <laughs> be in trouble for dumb. So eventually though, enough's enough. And Isaac's asked to leave. Yeah. And Isaac develops this strategy of le- of traveling where he wasn't going to stay anywhere where there wasn't, where there was conflict. Right. He's like, what? all of a sudden he became a well digger. He was going to dig wells until he felt there was no dispute. With other people around him. Yeah, well, he had to he had to dig the wells because he needed the water in yeah. order to- But to, didn't he- Why is he digging in the well? I, I don't think he was. His people, oh, his, okay. his- um, He reopened the wells, and then it says later on 
that um, his servants dug another well. So I take mm. that to mean that his servants were probably digging. He was oh, saying, okay. here they are right here. Yeah, here's start. the well. And <clears throat> some of them had been wells that his father had previously yeah. dug. So he was reopening wells that already existed mm-hmm. and to find water. So Yeah, because when he's he's reaping harvests, everybody's jealous. Right. And they close up his wells. Well, I, I, yes, they're not happy. Yeah. And so he starts building new wells and he calls the first one contention. Right. So the, so the Philistines fill up all his wells that he dug yeah. there because they're mad because they're like, yeah. seriously, like he lied this to us. Guy. He put us in danger and now he's mm-hmm. got reaping a harvest way bigger than ours. So they kept, they just, instead of even stealing them, they filled them up with dirt, which they all needed the water. It was really yeah. kind of crazy that they decided. Like we would rather. We would rather. We go without yeah. to punish you then then let you have let you have any of this. Yeah. So then he was like, then Abimelech's like, you got to leave. Like, this is yeah, not you working out. You should go for probably for your own safety so that my people don't get in trouble because I told them they can't touch you, but they're really mad and they're going to go beyond digging well or uh, filling up your wells. So yeah. then he started moving, reopening more of Abraham's wells that had previously existed and then opening new wells yeah, and, as well. And the first one's called contention because people want to take it. Right. And the second one's called opposition because same thing, there's conflict. Right. And the third one he builds, he like leaves and builds it somewhere else and he calls it roominess. Yes. Because it's far enough away or, yeah, to not be space. a problem with the Philistine yeah. people. Yeah. They, they don't, they're not content contending that one there. So he's got this strategy. Yeah. Like I'm going to build wells until there's no contention, no conflict. Yeah. But then his strategy changes because he's, he's got no opposition when he builds the third well called roominess Mm-hmm. But he leaves anyways because uh, it must have hit him or something that God was leading him back to where Beersheba, where uh, Abraham's blessing was, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and also where he was after when the Lord spared his life, his life yeah, yeah. spared Isaac's That's what life. I mean. Yes. So I think it's pretty cool that uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool that he goes back to the wells like his dad's wells that sustained Abraham for so many years. And it reminded me that, I mean, you guys, you guys can speak to this too, but I have, I have aging grandparents uh, who are in, you know, assisted living and they're 95, 96 years old. And every time I see them, we're like, maybe this is the last time, but every time I see them, we talk about their legacy and we talk about generational legacy that they've like impacted multiple generations, mm-hmm. like great, great grandkids at this point. And it reminded me, this story of Isaac reminded me that the spiritual resources that we have, my kids have Milo and Lane, they have are the same resources that my grandparents had. Mm. If, and all it takes, like Isaac had to have faith and he had to have hard work and commitment to the Lord. And it's, it's the same for my grandparents as it is for my kids. Right. Like if, if you have those things, it's the same resources that give you access to the blessing or whatever. And I thought that was cool. It's like, he's going back to a place where he he knew that these resources sustained his dad for so long. Right. And uh, yeah, it made me think of generational. As you say that, I wonder if we take enough time to go back to our spiritual wells 
and reopen them. Like yeah. thinking of grandparents or people that have been part of our spiritual legacy, whether family or friend or mentor or somebody, how often are we going back and being reminded even even I used to do that with my grandma. I would just sit and want to hear the stories mm -hmm. so that I could mm -hmm. be reminded of what is available to me, just like it was available to her and that legacy that's been passed down to me. Yeah. We all have that. Where well, we I sit. feel like that's essentially what we're doing with this series. Series, mm -hmm. yeah. Because we don't all have God-fearing grandparents no, who dug right. wells for right. us. But we do all have some of these ancestors in common, the ones we've been talking about, right. Isaac and Abraham. And next week we'll talk about Jacob. And that's what we're doing. We are mm -hmm. looking back at their life experience mm -hmm. and the wisdom that they gleaned, where they got it right, where they got it wrong. We're listening to mm -hmm. the stories yeah. and it enriches our faith. Yeah. And just the idea that that promise that God gave to both of them of I am with you and mm -hmm. I will bless you is the same promise that we have today. Yes. And I thought the way Jeff closed the service with his prayer about how real that promise is for us because of Jesus is a whole other layer to mm -hmm. what we're talking about. So um, that's just kind of mind blowing sometimes to me when you look at the Old Testament mm -hmm. and some of the 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 fruit of that that still exists in our mm -hmm. lives today. Like how cool that we get to be a part of that. That thread that we get to draw yep. from ancient times up through Jesus's times now into our times. Yep. That's, that's been both exciting for me about this series and difficult for me about this series. Cause you and I talked about this on Sunday, mm -hmm. Amy, I've got Jacob yeah. and he has 25 chapters. 25 chapters. So sorry. How do you boil that down to 30 How minutes? How is this going to happen? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> One way or the other. But what it makes me is like almost hungry yep. for, for more of an understanding of the story of Abraham and his family. I, I know stories from growing up right. in church, you know, I, I think I, I know them in like short bursts, like a, a, a short movie. Right. But this series has helped me to connect. Oh, and then this happened. Oh my goodness. That's the same lie right. his dad told. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, things like that are coming to light that I think I've, I've forgotten about over the years. And that's what's so overwhelming about it because you start digging in mm -hmm. and you could just go four days and, and all the pieces that lay on the editing room floor, as I yeah. like to call it, that you can't fit in. And I yeah. have to admit, I've heard a lot about Abraham. I've heard a lot about Jacob. Uh, Isaac was not one that I knew a ton about. Uh, I that, that story was not one. I mean, I don't remember a whole lot of flannel graph, graph stories about Abimelech and the wells and all that <laughs> stuff. I remember a ton about Abraham and about Jacob and the, and Joseph and you know, all right, of those or, stories. Or Isaac being sa almost sacrificed. Right. Yes. That's really oh, the yeah, most yeah. I knew, uh, yeah. knew of him, but nothing about his story with God. So that was really fascinating to me that I didn't know as much as I maybe thought I did. So to dig into it was really mm -hmm. kind of fascinating. And then it, you're kind of looking at all sides of it too. Like, why is it placed between these two stories about his two sons and what, mm -hmm. where is, and even just the whole idea of some people thinking it really doesn't have much significance because it's a repeat of what happened to Abraham. And yet when you know that God spoke those promises to mm -hmm. him in ways that he had never spoken them to Abraham, that's, that is significant to me. Like I, I just, yeah. I really enjoyed digging I think, into it. I don't know. I don't know if generational sin or generational curses is a real thing. I mean, I guess it probably is, but I was thinking about 
you know, he's making the same mistakes Mm -hmm. that his dad made or making the same bad choices that his dad made. And then he had to go back literally to the place where Abraham kind of like started it all with God. And so on a, on a macro level, like, yeah, generation, like my grandparents have the same resources I do, but on an individual level, just like anyone who, who wants to know or makes the choice to know Jesus or follow Jesus, they have to start in the same place I started that we all started. They have to start there. They have to go to the place of surrender, Mm -hmm. trust encounter. Yeah. And as a parent, you know, I wonder all the time, like (laughs) if my kids are going to make the same mistakes I made. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. They for sure are doing Um, that right now. (laughs) Right now. I hope not, but no, but when you say that generational, you know, patterns or whatever, I absolutely Mm -hmm. see. Yeah. It pains me sometimes. Like I want to go back and have a do over so that I'm not seeing some of the patterns of who I am, Mm. not the good parts, the sinful parts or the, mm-hmm. that, that my, I do see sometimes yeah. in my kids and it makes me. Or even just things that they struggle with. Right. And I look at both kids and say, I'm sorry, you, yeah. you totally get that from me. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that, 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 that is, there is a, there is a beautiful opportunity in that, that I wanted to talk about hmm. just because Isaac made a lot of bad choices, just like his dad, but he had to go back to where his, it like started all from his, with his dad. And I don't know if I'm communicating it clearly, but it's like my kids are probably likely or possibly going to make the mistakes that I made or worse. Mm-hmm. But if they ever want to relate to God, they're going to have to start in the same place that I did, that my grandfather did, that you did. In that mm-hmm. place of surrender. Surrender yep. and likely brokenness, and right? worship mm-hmm. and adoration and like. Yeah, they're going to have to start there. So, uh, that's what this, that's what this story illustrated for me is like my mm-hmm. kids, uh, pressure's on me, I guess, like pressure's on older generations because if upcoming generations are going to mirror our journey or our experience, the pressure's on to walk on us to walk in obedience, mm-hmm. um, or on me to walk in obedience, uh, so that our lives are like actually worth mirroring. But I was just thinking about the the beauty of Isaac kind of returning back to where mm-hmm. he the very beginning and then he built his altar and that's where he's going to worship God like that's where he's going to opt in. It's interesting for me as we're studying Abraham and Isaac and and soon Jacob, their point of encountering God like it's it's Abraham's God for the longest mm-hmm. until it becomes Isaac's God yeah. when he has his encounter mm-hmm. and then for Jacob he he's lying to his dad and he's He's lying about and your God, your God blessed me with, right. you, you know, and stealing and stealing, <laughs> lying and stealing. He clearly does not know Isaac's God mm-hmm. until he has an encounter and then he knows. And so thinking about our kids having to start where we started, it's starting with an experience and that can happen after brokenness or, or some sort of extreme life event, or it can happen at Grace Kids Camp, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we're, we're praying for an encounter with God and that can come at any point in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, I pray for my kids that they are encountering God right now. And then it doesn't have to be this like dark night of the soul (laughs) before they encounter him. (laughs) But even if they do have to go through that dark night of the soul, like I guess he is with them. The, the posture of surrender is kind of what I mean. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like dark, 
but the posture of I will follow wherever God leads me, even if that's a million miles away where I have to go build another well. Like mm-hmm. that is, that's what I'm talking about. The, the posture of and the, surrender. And I think it's the posture of building that altar of, yeah. in, I, I will create space in my life for you to meet me. Mm-hmm. I will find space in my heart, in my, for you to meet me here and mm-hmm. then I'll work. Like it's worship and then work. It's, it's God's presence. And then I, and, and it's both, it's, it's faith and deeds. It's that, that whole idea too, of the yeah. faith comes first and then the work. And it is going to take work. Like it, it takes yeah. work to dig wells. It takes work to, to, to follow Jesus. It is work. Yeah. It's going to take, but one of my favorite parts of that build. passage was that, uh, Isaac saw the wells, not as a, as a byproduct of his hard work, but as a blessing. Right. That mm-hmm. stood yeah. out to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever think, like, do you think Abraham was like, Hey Isaac, uh, let me tell you about a time where I lied about your mother and told people like, was there ever that moment? So that when Isaac was doing it, he was like, Oh no, this is what <laughs> it's happening. Like I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm thing. Like, doing do it. you think he knew what was going on? That is, it- I've, I've wondered that as I've studied these three characters like, over the last couple of weeks, I have wondered that what kind of side conversations yeah. were going on. You ever run into a Philistine named Abimelech? Yeah. Here's <laughs> what I did one time. Huge mistake. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I have no idea, but what we can see is that fear is a real family trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time they lied, it was out of fear. And yep. that, that goes to Jacob as well. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're insecure. They're fearful. And in that fear, they, they show their brokenness right. and they just tell a lie. And take things into their own hands. Do we know how right. old he was at this point? Isaac, I'd have to, I'd have to look back. Oh and- yeah. It's all right. You don't need to put your glasses back on. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while. It does. You're so right. Uh, all right. So where do we go next? What are we doing? Another liar. Another cheat. <laughs> Just another member of our family tree. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Jacob. Is he the, he's the one that wrestles. That's right. Touched his hip. That's right. All right. Jacob. And you're Jacob preaching. And I am. And again, Jacob. It's, Jacob and sons. It's Joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat. <laughs> oh. It starts singing about, singing about Jacob and his sons. Come on. Really? That's it? That's what we got. That's I, thought, what I thought it was going to be, come on. I thought it was going to be a lot of. <laughs> it's been a come while. On. I haven't played all these in a while. Guys, I got to go home and talk to Jaden and find out how working on Barry's farm went oh, today. Oh, that wasn't That's a part fun. of what's new. That No, I just thought about it. Yeah. yeah. Jaden was helping Barry around oh, the I farm today. That. I just need to look at the birds. Yeah. <laughs> that's, maybe that's what they did. <laughs> Do you think they, they just sat and looked at the birds? <laughs> well, probably. They didn't. That makes me One of my favorite of memories of Jaden, I said this at his graduation party, and I have like two memories of Jaden, but <laughs> one of the two is... During a tidying up day oh boy. last year, he like signed up for outdoor crew, like picking up trash in the ditches and whatever. And as I'm leaving, <laughs> like my job's done. We emptied out, I don't know, some uh, room. And as I'm driving out of the parking lot, I see Jaden just like holding an empty trash bag and holding up a piece of something in his other hand, just like 
three inches from his face, just like admiring it, looking yes, at it. Yes. But his trash bag's completely empty totally and we've empty. been there for three hours. No, he's appreciating nature. <laughs> yeah. So he's probably just looking at the birds. So tonight. he did that the other day, yesterday, actually. He's been super caring for all of the plants on our property. <laughs> like our plants are thriving <laughs> yeah. because Jacob, J- yeah. J- no? Jacob, Jaden carries the Jacob blessing and now everything he touches just is, is just flourishing, flourishing, full of life and growing. God rules. But he was like, we have some plants growing in our windowsill in the living room. Mm-hmm. And I watched him water them. But then I watched him like. With his tears. Stare at of them. gratitude. <laughs> he stared at them. Oh. I don't know what he was looking at, but he was just <laughs> studying every man. aspect of that. I love that. Beautiful. I wish there was, I wish I had like an ounce of that in me. He is that guy. And him hanging out with Barry all day is like an yeah. absolute awesome. perfect match made I'm in I'm sure heaven. so much got done. <laughs> we, there was a chipmunk running through our yard the other day. And Desi said something about a hawk in the area and how that chipmunk oh. needs to watch out because it's going to get preyed on. And Jaden said, or prayed for. Oh, that's my son. Mic drop. Mic drop. That's my son. He's just blessing all of nature. Blessing all it's the like, creatures. It's like halfway to a dad joke. <laughs> He's almost there. I want those chipmunks gone. Yeah. But Jaden will pray for them. Mm-hmm. He will pray for them. That and moles. Moles are real bad. Want too. them gone. All right. We're done here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Was Whatever that a short enough pod for you, yeah. Amy? It worked out well, everybody. Okay, Thank great. you. Five, yes. five, six. Well, whatever. Five. What? Never mind. So, what? <laughs> I was going to say what time it was, but then I didn't yeah, know if no, that was appropriate. Amy, you clearly haven't learned after five years of doing this. All right. So maybe you'll be back next week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but Marin and I will be here. We'll talk yep. about uh, Jacob. 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 Jacob and sons. Settle down. All right. Marin, <laughs> will you send us out? <laughs> Justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>